Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. You might have seen on my stories, I've been sharing the last couple of days, the Rugby League Lounge, a fantastic Instagram page. He's been on our podcast as well, champion fella. He did a thing with a heap of content creators where he gave us about a list of probably about 15 categories, positions, uh, bench player, rookie, breakout, signing of the year, coach of the year, a heap of things. And he asked us to do our top five for each one. So the one that we think, for example, is the best fullback would get five points, uh, the fifth best fullback would get one point. So as a ranking system, he's gone through, done all the maths, calculated it all and worked out where all those guys sat for the entire season. So you can check that out on the Rugby League Lounge on Instagram. Go and have a look at it. I'll be sharing that content every day. If I see the tag, I'll be putting it up there. Well worth having a look at. They were a heap of content creators getting together to do this sort of stuff, uh, which is a great initiative by him. I think it's unreal. I was the latest one to the party. It took me forever to get mine done, but uh, he's done a great job to put them all through and to deal with my uh, little late note that I had to put in there. But I thought I'd just go through quickly for you guys um, all the categories that I picked and my selections there. And to be honest with you, I did this on Sunday night. I did this pretty quickly. I had about four weeks to do it. Just kept putting it off because I knew it was going to take a bit of time um, and I didn't quite have it. But I dove into it on Sunday night. I did my very best. There's going to be a few that I think in retrospect I might change a little bit. Uh, it's really hard when you've got to narrow it down to five guys, especially normally your one, two, and three are pretty straightforward. But when you get to that four and five sort of mark, occasionally there can be guys that you forget and stuff. And I think there were a few fellas that I forgot in these lists. But for me, me. Uh, when I have a look at the first category, it was the best player in the competition this year, Turbo. He got my five points. Cody Walker, he got my four points. Number three, I went Nathan Cleary. He got my three points. Uh, two, two points went to Brandon Smith, Melbourne Storm hooker. I think he's been unreal this year. And one point, my fifth best player, could have gone to a few guys, but I went with Jerome Hughes in this position. I think that he's been sensational for the Melbourne Storm this year. Um, probably the unluckiest guy to miss out here was, without a doubt, James Tedesco. I kind of feel like I shortchanged him a little bit. I probably should have given him at least one point, if not two, 
realistically. So that's probably my first mistake that I made, leaving Teddy out of that. But from what I've gathered, I think a lot of the other guys did include Teddy in there. So won't really make a huge difference. But Tedesco is definitely a guy that I would move in there without a doubt. In saying that, I don't think anyone out of Turbo, Walker, Cleary, Cheese and Hughes don't deserve to be there either. So a bit of a tough one there. That was our first category. Our second category was fullback of the year. My votes went as follows. Travojevic, he was number one for me. James Tedesco, number two. Latrell Mitchell, number three. Nico Hines, number two. And Will Kennedy, uh, number five. Is that how it does it? Yeah, one to five, yeah. So Turbo one, Teddy two, Latrell Mitchell three, Nico Hines four, and Will Kennedy came in in fifth place for me. Uh, Travojevic picks himself. Teddy picks himself. Latrell Mitchell and Nico Hines I had a bit of trouble with. I just thought Latrell Mitchell playing a whole season, or essentially most of a season anyway. Nico obviously jumped around a couple of positions, and I think that Latrell, he really had to stand up in his team and deliver, and he has done that this year. Obviously, Hines was unreal. And Will Kennedy, I'm not sure how many votes Will Kennedy got in this position. I think a lot of people would have probably gone for a Gutho or a Ponga on name, but personally... I think Will Kennedy's been unbelievable. Ryan Pappenhausen, probably unlucky to miss out. Just didn't play quite enough footy for me this year. But I was really happy to give Will Kennedy, even though it was just one point, fifth best. I think that's a huge compliment to him, considering the amount of quality fullbacks we have running around our game right now. On the... What was our next one? Our next category was sent uh, wingers, sorry. For my wingers... I went Brian To'o, number one, and Josh Adokar, number two. Now, I could have probably gone either way with these guys. I just think Brian To'o, coming out of his own end, he's just been sensational this year. I then had the two Manly boys, Ruben Garrick and Jason Saab. Both had unbelievable seasons. Obviously, started a little bit slow, but once Turbo returned, they just hit a rich vein of form. It was impossible to leave those two out. And my fifth best, and... But I think forever he's been, the entirety of his career, he's been either number one, two, three, four, at worst, probably five. And I think it's probably more so a result of the footy team that he's playing around him is obviously Daniel Tupu, who I think has been sensational this year. Scored three tries a couple of weeks ago. His team's still competing for this premiership. The walking wounded over there at the Roosters and Tupu, he's had a sensational season. Moved to the centers, and I found this one really, really difficult. Um, I gave my number one spot to Justin Olam, a real traditional centre. He's played centre all year. I think he's had a great season on the left edge for the Melbourne Storm. My second best, I went to Matty Burton. I know he's played a lot of games at six. He's played the vast majority of his career in the uh, in the vast majority of this season in the centres though, and I just think he's been so damaging there that I couldn't go past Matty Burton. I've um I've said quite often that he reminds me of Jamie Lyon, sort of like a wider second fiddle 5-8. I love what he's doing at the moment. Number three, I went Dane Gagai from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I think he's had a great season. It's normally Origin that he excels, but this year, in just in general, first-grade footy, he's been unreal gags. Then I went Joey Manu. I probably could have swapped those two around. You could argue with me that Joey Manu should be higher, but I've got a lot of respect for what Dane Gagai has done this year. But Manu as well, I think he's played a lot of his best footy on the wing and at fullback as well. He's been great at centre, no doubt about it. Uh, but I was happy to put Gagai just slightly above him, but it could have gone either way. And my last one, number five, I went with Campbell Graham from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Obviously been playing on the right edge, not on the left, which is their strike side. But I'm so impressed with Campbell. I've been saying this for a while now. I think other people are starting to realise 
realise just how good this kid is. I know Brad Fittler has definitely realised. So I think he's on a path to greatness. Campbell Graham, really excited for him. Let's move to our five eights. And number one for me was an easy one. I went Cody Walker. Uh, number two, I went Cam Munster. Number three, I went Jerome Luai. So Munster and, and Luai, you know, you could argue with me they haven't been in their very best form, but I still think they've done their job for their team incredibly well. Number four, I've had to swallow my tongue here a little bit because I bagged him at the start of the season and said I didn't think he was a 5'8", Adam Dwayne, but he has had a sensational season. Cannot deny that in any way, shape, or form. Got to take your licks when you're wrong, and we are licking it up on this one. Uh, our last one is Foz, Kieran Foran from the Manly Seagulls. I think he's been sensational this year as well. So good to see him back playing alongside Chez, playing in a Manly jersey. Uh, it's just a winning play for the NRL, essentially. So happy to see Foz back. I think he's played some great footy this year. Let's move into halfbacks and the standout, Nathan Cleary, no doubt about that. I had Cleary at one. I had Jerome Hughes at two. I had Adam Reynolds at three. If I probably had to do it this week, I might shift Adam Reynolds up. You all know I'm a huge Reynolds fan. I think there's only a couple of halfbacks you genuinely want in this competition. And probably all five of them are on this list. Uh, number four, I had DCE. And number five, I had Mitch Moses. Funnily enough, all five of those halfbacks still running around this weekend. No coincidence to me in any way, shape, or form. So Cleary, Hughes, Reynolds, DC, and Mitch Moses as my best halfbacks of season 2021. Let's move into the hooking role now. Number one, I've got Brandon Smith. Number two, I've got Harry Grant. So my two, two hookers come from the same club. Brandon Smith, obviously a hard one. He starts at hooker, but then he does move into the lock forward role. So it was a difficult one there. But I just think what he's done at hooker has just been too good, especially with Harry Grant missing so much footy. Um, I think they've both done enough to earn one and two, to be honest with you. Number three, I would have Reid Marnie uh, from the Parramatta Eels. Unbelievable season. Just been derailed by injury twice this year, but he was unreal to start the season. I think he would have to jump over Grant if he would have played the entire season. Number two, Damian Cook has uh, sort of done his job this year. Hasn't been exceptional but he's played his role in the team and he's done what he's needed to do. So Damien Cook comes in at number four for me. Number five, I find it. I found it really difficult to split between two guys. The first one was Jaden Braley. If he would have kept his form that he had from the start of the year, he probably would have jumped in over Damien Cook but he sort of faded late. I had to put him about even with Api Curacao. I ended up writing down Api Curacao but I could go Braley or Curacao there. I would be happy with either of those two. Uh, let's move to the front rowers uh, and really hard one here you know I I ended up going James Fisher Harris as my number one Payne Haas number two I think Payne Haas has finished the season in an unbelievable fashion if you if you were if, if he would have played the way he did at the back end of the season for the entire year it would have been Payne Haas by a country mile they kind of dicked around with his minutes a little bit and stuff so that probably dropped him down a touch but Fisher Harris at one I had Payne Haas at two so not a huge drop off I had Christian Walsh at three I think he's been extremely underrated this year and very important to that Melbourne Storm side. Junior Paulo at two. And then I had Jared Rear Hargraves at one, uh, at number five. Sorry. So, sorry, I'm reading these on points, but I've got to read them in order. So I had Fisher Harris as number one, Haas number two, Welsh number three, Junior Paulo at number four, and Jared Rear Hargraves number five, as far as my best front rowers go. Probably, to be honest with you, now that I'm thinking about it in retrospect, I'd probably push Jared Rear Hargraves slightly above Junior Paulo, but uh, much of a muchness there. Let's move to our second rowers. Our second rowers, and number one for me, I think I said it on Bloke in a Bar's podcast the other day, Isaiah Papali'i, uh, he's my number one by Country Mile. Two, I went with Fafita, but I, yeah, I'm very 50-50 on this, but I just don't think anyone else has stood out 
incredibly well to knock him off. Uh, Kikawa had it number three. He's obviously had a bit of a mixed bag, but when he has been on, he's been so dominant. Four, I had Angus Crichton. I thought he was going to be number one this year by a country mile. Once again, has missed a little bit of footy here and there and probably hasn't played his absolute best footy consistently throughout the year as well. So Angus drops down a little bit. And then my last guy, uh, I think he's criminally underrated in rugby league. Uh, and there was a couple of guys that could have put in this list. Felice Cafusi, Kenny Bromwich were unlucky to miss out. I've gone for Kirk Capewell. I think he's going to be a sensational signing for the Brisbane Broncos next year. So very excited to see him get up there. Lock forward. Really tough one for me. Really tough one. You all know how much I love Victor Radley. And whilst he's been on the field this year, he's been great. But I just don't think he's been on the field enough to compete with the guys I have picked. So number one for me, I've gone for Isaiah Yo. I think he's had a great season for the Penrith Panthers. He's really stepped into a leadership role, really stepped into a playmaking role as well. You're, uh, you're locked forward, as I, as I predicted to you guys a couple of years ago, your lock forward's going to be part of your spine, and it definitely is now. And Isaiah Yo, he's just so important to that Penrith Panthers spine. I think we did the fan vote the other day, and it came back there was 1% difference between Yo and Cam Murray, and I'd have to agree there. And you could tell me it's 1% either way. It's a very close one, but I went with Cam Murray, uh, second best. Yeah, if you told me he's number one, I wouldn't argue with you at all. These two, I think they're the premier lock forwards based on 2021 form. Uh, but I think Radley showed you what he can do the other night. So watch out for him next year. Jake Travojevic, Nathan Brown, and then also had Tohu Harris in there. Bit of a weird year for Tohu Harris. Um, obviously normally plays the back row. I sort of jumped around a little bit this season. So I had to have Tohu Harris in there because he was just sensational for the Warriors all year. Now, as we move to our next category, it is the best bench player. Now, a bit of an awkward one this year with a number of guys sort of jumping from starting sides to bench roles. Um, A hard one to work out, but I just think Harry Grant has been too good. He's obviously come off the bench for Melbourne a lot. That seems to be his position moving forward for now, and I think he's been the best utility in the game by a country mile. So Harry Grant was my number one. Number two went for a guy. He's worn jersey 13 just about every week, but he has played off the bench a lot, and he's had a lot of impact off the bench. Just signed a pretty rich deal. or not a pretty rich deal. Just signed a deal with the Sydney Roosters last few weeks. Connor Watson, I had him at number two. Number three, I had Tommy Starling off the pine for the Canberra Raiders. Number four, I had Liam Martin. In hindsight, I'd probably move Liam Martin up on top of Starling, to be honest with you. And then number five, I had Big Stefano from the West Tigers. Another guy... That I, in hindsight, I'd probably move him on top of Starling too. I'm not sure what I was thinking there, but I would make a couple of subtle changes there. Stefano and Liam Martin, they've been sensational this year. Let's move to our next category. I'm just having a look at it now. It is the Rookie of the Year. Um, Rookie of the Year. Actually, I'm not sure if this is in the right order. Sorry, Legends. Give me one second. Our next category was... Let's go down to Coach of the Year. So we actually let's go, let's go Rookie of the Year. So Rookie of the Year, I went with Sam Walker. He was my top pick. Number two, Joshy Schuster. I tipped him to take it out at the start of the year. So for him to finish number two, I'll cop that. Take my licks there. Three, Reese Walsh, one of our favourites. Big Stefano came in at number four, and Dane Laurie at number one uh, at number five. Sorry, uh, Dane Laurie probably unlucky not to be higher, but I think it just shows. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The class of the rookie category this year. Uh, some of the players, it has just been unbelievable how quickly they've jumped into first grade and how quickly they've become really relevant in all these footy sides. Uh, by the year, I went with Isaiah Papali'i, one. I went David Fafita, two. I went Kieran Foran, three. I went Remus Smith at number four. Finchie picked him at his overall number one a few weeks ago when I was with him. Hard to argue with. At number five, I went with... The Manly Seagulls fly Jason Saab coming from the St. George Illawarra Dragons and kind of looking like a Reggie's player, to be honest with you, when he left there. He was quick, but I didn't realize he was this quick and I didn't think he really had much else to offer. But at Manly, he really has been sensational. Our last category is the coach of the year. Uh, For me, it had to be Craig Bellamy. So he was number one for me, earning five points. Uh, In second place, I had to go with Trent Robinson, though, for him to be finishing where he is, considering all the obstacles he's had to overcome. And that is the vast majority of the challenges that come with coaching. It's, It's overcoming obstacles and Trent Robinson, he does it better than most. So him at number two. Wayne Bennett, I was stoked that I picked him at three. I picked him just above Cleary. And thankfully, well, not thankfully, but thankfully for that pick, he managed to knock over Ivan Cleary on the weekend. So it sort of justified that. Cleary, I did have him at number four. And then at number five, I went the mad professor, Desi Hasler, from the Manly Seagulls. Another good season from him. Another top four finish for Desi. Obviously has Tom Travojevic, no doubt about it. But he's also got the very best out of a heap of guys. Morgan Harper, Brad Parker, uh, Alakawatu, Josh Schuster, all these sort of fellas. Yeah, Parker had a shocker. Not Parker, sorry. Harper had a had a shocker on the weekend, but that happens to all players. I think Desi's done sensationally well with this squad. He's brought Foz back in. He's done really well. DCE's playing great footy. The two wingers, they've both scored 20-plus tries. So Desi, he has to be playing a role in this. There's no doubt about it. Uh, If I told you that the form player in the competition was playing under Des Hasler, you probably wouldn't be shocked because we've seen this a couple of times. Saw it with Ben Barber. I think people forget that he was under Des Hasler as well. So he has this sort of ability to get the very best out of guys. Guys, as I said, this is a category on the Instagram page, Rugby League Lounge, so check it out. I think he's uploading one bit of content every day, revealing a new position or whatever it might be. As I said, I think a lot of my votes will be very different to a lot of others. I know there was a lot of guys that put a lot of time and effort into this, and as did I, but I probably should have put in a little bit more to it, to be perfectly honest with you. Sort of got rushed on Sunday night, knocking it all out. So worthwhile keeping up with all of those updates and seeing where all these guys fit. I think it's a really good opportunity to see a heap of content creators that watch a heap of footy put their opinions and their perspectives into it. Jesus, I almost had a seizure there. So make sure you check out Rugby League Lounge to keep up with all of that information over the next few days, guys. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.